0: Welcome to welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max, and I'm Tina, and we're here to discuss season four, episode six of Charmed.
1: A night to remember. Ka-night. A night, a night to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I spent my first semester in college before I transferred to the college I would eventually matriculate to at UCF, and there mascot is the knights and i got so sick of night puns they're like the lowest hanging fruit in the pun world
0: did they do uh did they put k's in front of other stuff that had n or was it just all night stuff like movie night but was it also like i can't think of anything else that starts with an n that you'd have posters for off the top of my head but
1: yeah no it was just movie night with a k it wasn't like it's Canacho Day in the cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. No, they did not do that, thank God.
0: We wouldn't have made it the full semester if they had done that.
1: Yeah, no. Well, it didn't, actually. <laughs> but I. it would have been even worse!
0: So, uh, this is a pretty solid episode.
1: Yeah, I I quite liked this episode, and in no small part because of Rose McGowan.
0: Yeah, and I know... The whole episode, we were going, "Oh my God, it's like Once Upon a Time. It's like a preview for Once Upon a Time." It's just because it's fairy tale stuff. Like, like this isn't Once Upon a Time specific, but oh my God, True Love's Kiss—that that was a thing before Once Upon a Time. But the fact that Rose McGann was in Once Upon a Time and.
1: Okay, listen, listen. It isn't. Oh my God, it's Once Upon a Time because it has all of the fairy tale tropes, which it does, or because True Love's Kiss is a thing, which it is. It's because it gives us a sexy, evil witch queen that we love. It's true. That is, okay, it's not uncommon, but it's not a standard fairy tale trope, and it is very much once upon a time.
0: Unfortunately, it also brings back the weird past lives thing.
1: Oh, hey, hey, let's save that for molecular combustion.
0: So the episode opens with Paige having sexy times with some guy, or having post sexy times with some guy. Glenn. Glenn, who I believe comes back later. He's an occasional sex friend of Pages.
1: He does come back later. He is an occasional sex friend of Pages. And we learn later that they were like childhood friends who like just occasionally hook up now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we don't learn any of that in that up this episode. This episode just opens with them in bed together and we're supposed to take all of that as just red, I guess.
0: So, I mean, I, I know... It's been several episodes, but so she just broke up with that boyfriend she had who was possessed by the source of all evil. He got
1: possessed by the source of all evil. It's not
0: on him.
1: No, it's in him.
0: Temporarily, which, although I guess he was possessed by the source of all evil and he's still like around and stuff. I, I was under the impression that it was a very big deal to be possessed by the source of all evil. Like Cole had to be the biggest, baddest demon in the universe to survive it, but. Although, I guess he was back to baseline human... Honestly, and...
1: I assume he broke up with her, because that was just too freaky. Mm. And he couldn't deal. That's what I assume.
0: God, if there was ever a situation for White Later Memory Dust...
1: Mm, yeah. But it's okay, he's gone now. We don't care about him. Yeah. We, what we care about is Paige telling this new love interest, this fairy tale, about an evil enchantress who came between the prince and his beautiful maiden... And the Enchantress wins, gets impregnated by the prince, kills him, gives birth to the ruler of the kingdom, and through this child rules the kingdom forever.
0: Hmm, this is a really familiar sounding story for those of you who have listened to our Once Upon a Time podcast and or actually watched Once Upon a Time. This, this, is, all, this is almost exactly the backstory of a certain character in that show. Well, it's not exactly Korra's backstory in once upon a time, but it does have a lot of similarities, which obviously they're just pulling off fairy tale tropes. Well, right?
1: I mean, can I say the biggest difference? Mm-hmm. In Paige's fairy tale, the enchantress is successful. I'd say
0: Cora was pretty successful for a lot of it. I mean, she 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 started out as a Miller's daughter, she learned magic, married the king, prince, whatever, you know, had a daughter, took over the kingdom. It wasn't until later in life when she tried to take over a second kingdom and then eventually got killed by Snow White. Like, she was successful for a lot of her life. It just kind of fell apart in the last bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so.
0: So, oh, and she uh, she, she made it to heaven at the end. She, she was trapped in hell and she was Hades' secretary or whatever for a while, but she got redeemed. Honestly, way too easily, but...
1: God, that hell season is just, I mean, I know a lot of Once Upon a Time is this, but damn, that hell season is just a lesson in missed opportunities.
0: There's so much cool stuff that they did nothing with. Oh, we're going to establish a interesting plot, which is, you know, they can lessen Hades' power by helping people move out of hell, which you can do by confronting the issues that trapped you in hell in the first place. And then they don't do anything with that for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but yes, Paige is telling this fairy tale to uh, her sex friend and her sex friend, Glenn, is like, that's kind of a depressing little story. Why uh, why does it end like that? And she's like, well, that's just how it ends. And he's like, but you made it up, right? Couldn't you change how it ends? And she's like, no, it feels right that way.
1: It's a story that, like, she sensed it as a child somehow.
0: Although I want to point out, just for the record, you're recording this, right? This is all on the record.
1: (laughs) This is all on the record.
0: But for the record, this is not actually how things panned out in her past life.
1: I was gonna bring that up! Okay, well, we'll we'll talk about that.
0: Oh, spoiler alert. This is something Paige is subconsciously picking up on from her past life. Speaking of...
1: Wait, so we flash to this past life, and I just want to throw out there... We, we just see the maiden at this point. I just want to throw out there, originally in the script, the prince in the story was supposed to be glenn it was supposed to be his past life and the actor who played glenn is like "Mm, that doesn't really make sense it doesn't really work for me so they just changed it you know what
0: that's good I, i having actors have input on shows is usually a pretty hit or miss thing i like that they made it so this isn't because he's
1: right it doesn't work yeah Because it implies a kind of manipulation in their relationship that does not exist.
0: Also, as we remember from the last past life episode, maybe the relationship doesn't work out. And then you have this weird thing where Piper's past life was involved with neighbor fucking Dan because their (laughs) destinies are entwined. Yeah, yeah, Piper's destiny was real fucking entwined with neighbor fucking Dan.
1: So, um, there are these Sweet Valley High books... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. One of them is called like the Wakefield Chronicles, and the other one I forget the name altogether because it's the, it's the twins' mother's maiden name. I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe Bennett. Like the Bennett Chronicles.
0: Like it, Victor Bennett and Charmed.
1: Yes, I, I I really I don't remember who what the mother's maiden name was, but it tracks like their ancestors all the way through time. Like it, I think it's. Starts with, gosh, I was going to say it starts with them immigrating to America, but that wouldn't be enough generations because those books are fucking long. So I think it starts uh, like a generation or two before they immigrate to America. And then it just, it goes down the generations until we get to the the Wakefield parents. And in every generation, they almost hook up, but then they don't until we get to like the Wakefield parents. Guy almost hooks up with the Bennett woman until they get to the modern day. God. And I'm just saying Bennett, I don't remember what her name is. But, yeah, saying that, like, your paths were entwined and you were meant to be together just raises more questions, is my point.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, I like this episode, but I feel like Charmed doing past life stuff really doesn't work in a place where your soul definitely goes to a different place after it dies and keeps doing stuff after you're dead. Like what's getting recycled here. Exactly.
1: Oh, Oh, okay. So I might, you might have to cut this, but I feel like I have to share it with you. Okay. Uh, as you know, I listen to a podcast called Buffy the Gilmore Slayer, Mm -hmm. where two people talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Gilmore Girls. As as shows, and they also have a little segment called Meanwhile Uncharmed, where the two of them who have never watched Charmed recap it based on the IMDb summaries. And at one point, I, I was listening to it, and they're like, "Meanwhile Uncharmed was like, and then white lighters can bring back the dead, but only s- under certain circumstances, like to attend parties. Is that right? That can't be right." And I was like, "Oh, no. my sweet summer children." Yeah, like, the
0: past life thing in Charmed really doesn't work with anything they've set Wait, like, up. like, Gra-
1: if Grams is there in the attic, how is she going- So, did she just take, like, a break from past lives?
0: And when, like, they're doing a or whatever, if the same souls are being passed down, and also, I appreciate that this doesn't appear to be the case in this episode, but if souls are just passed down through the family- and you just have your old family member souls, then how are there a bunch of ghosts when they do Awakening? Like, shouldn't there just be, like, two ghosts? Yes! Like, Charm's thing with past lives never makes sense, but it also, I feel like this is the last time they ever touch on it. Whenever I make a definitive statement like that, it's almost always wrong, but...
1: I mean, I appreciate that they want to tell a story set in the past, and they want to use our characters, our heroes, so okay we'll just say it was their past life and also their past life just happened to be exactly this life and it was their ancestor you know what you know what i've talked myself around to not liking how they do past lives like the episode with the- you can do episodes in the past and have it be their ancestors and have them just be identical ancestors they don't have to be past souls
0: yeah, it really, it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, it
1: works in this episode. I like that this is Paige's past life. I like this past life thing a lot. And, notably, she's not a Warren.
0: Yeah. I think it doesn't work within the mythology of Charmed. I think past lives don't work. I do like this episode. I like this as a story conceit, but it kind of... And they, they reference the last past life episode. They yeah. like, briefly reference, But they don't get into it. Phoebe doesn't bb mentions that she had a past life that was evil but like it's not a point of relation between uh...
1: when you say that this past life episode doesn't work in the mythology of charmed what you mean is that this one is good and works unlike the mythology of charmed
0: i know i I mean past lives in general don't work as a concept in charmed where when you die you get a job and start doing other stuff god you just never get to relax it
1: like leo right leo is dead
0: okay we talked about this in that episode but leo's past life exists in you know that time period a time period where leo was alive because i guess they just forgot that leo's a white lighter and that he was actually around in the 20s as a living person
1: all right let's talk about this episode so we see the maiden and the evil enchantress who has captured her and then the enchantress steps out of the shadows and uh oh it's i was gonna say uh oh it's page but uh oh it's rose mcgowan yeah looking hot i mean
0: yeah no this this aesthetic works for her so well i do like that they they play it off as a reveal and you know they've they've altered her voice in post so that she's deeper so she's like She's like, I've captured you, oh maiden, and I will take your prince and I will bear his child and I will stab him to death and then my child and I will rule the kingdom. But it's all artificially deepened and then they have to do it for the rest of the episode. It's so that you don't know it's So, So
1: there's definitely like some sweetening going on, but I think a lot of that is Rose McGowan doing it with her voice. Yeah.
0: I wish they hadn't done like it's just a little bit in post, like it's nowhere near as bad as when Prue got turned into a dude. Oof. But I feel like Rose McGowan was just doing a lower voice and then they just tweaked it a little. It's not enough it's not terrible, it's enough that you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And know and it it's a it's enough that you're aware of it, but it's little enough where you're like, You probably could have not done it at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was all for a reveal that happens at the end of the first scene she's introduced in.
1: Yes, she steps into the light, and she's wearing like this green Renfair evil queen dress, and like this circlet. Like she, it's a good look for her.
0: It does. Yeah, it's it's a really good look. Rose McGown has a good. I was gonna say face, but honestly, general aesthetic for Renfair stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, some people like it doesn't work to, like some people don't have historical faces.
0: I do not believe that Jeremy Renner could possibly exist in a world that does not have electric razors. He has modern face so bad. <laughs> like, seeing him with long Remember that one episode of Angel where he's like an old vampire oh buddy my God, of Angel's? Yes. And he's got like the terrible past wig. I'm like, nope, not buying it. Not buying it. But, yeah, no, Rose McGowan's aesthetic really works in an old-timey way. Very, you know, pale skin, dark hair. There's a reason she was cast as Korra. There's, I mean...
1: Yeah. So, So we come back from, from credits from this reveal. To find Piper still sad about Prue, just hanging out in her room, looking at her stuff... Including her necklace that says Prue. Remember the Prue
0: necklace that she was always wearing—the Prue necklace that said Prue. She she wore it in every episode. It was her iconic Prue necklace.
1: uh but yes, Piper is still sad about Prue, and
0: I'm torn because the scene on its own is fine. Like it, it's a little maudlin, but you know, death. And I appreciate that they are still keeping the grief for Prue as part of the show but it's also been like six episodes and they spend to be
1: clear like in reality you're not moving on after six weeks more than that because summer happened but you're not moving on after four months of your sister dying especially in such a horrifying way but in a show where you fired the actress maybe calm down
0: yeah and Again, it's a perfectly good scene, but we've also kind of had a lot of this sort of scene. And
1: to give Charmed some credit, this this sequence and in fact, this whole subplot in this episode is about them letting it go and realizing that they need to
0: bring Paige in.
1: Right, right. But also the show realizes that they need to have a way to let Prue go and bring Paige in without making it feel like a cheat, without making it feel like, okay, well, Prue's dead. You're our sister now.
0: Yes. And I do like that this this scene, you know, it comes off as just Piper grieving Prue, but there was actually a practical reason for her to go in there. She was going in there to get a leather jacket because there is an electricity demon in the house and she needs something that doesn't conduct electricity. Does leather protect you from electricity? It does. Okay. Because I was like, shouldn't she be getting like a raincoat or something? But no, the reason that she got the leather jacket is to protect herself from the shocker demon, which... They can't use any of the electronics in the house because it calls the demon out of the outlets.
1: I love that. I They had to turn off all the electricity. Phoebe says, Ah, oh, this is positively medieval. Poor Boo. Yeah, so no electricity, no lights, no hair dryers, no phones, no lights. It's, I'm
0: assuming the refrigerator's unplugged. It's as
1: primitive as can be. Um... And when I say no phones, but, well.
0: Although, I guess the stuff isn't necessarily unplugged, because they the reason the... Uh,
1: the... I think they just can't use it. They just can't bring power into it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I guess. The the VCR was set to record something, and that's what called it forth.
1: Yeah, so they just can't turn things on. So, okay, thinking this through, they can't turn things on. So I assume the refrigerator has to be unplugged, because the refrigerator is running as long as it's plugged in, unless mm-hmm. it's broken. The TV can stay plugged in as long as it stays off. And uh, Phoebe accidentally shocks them because, you know, unleashes the shocker demon because she picks up the phone to call Paige to come over because, for some reason, this shocker demon, which, by the way, is a pretty cool effect.
0: Yeah. Like, it's all CG, and that's usually pretty hit or miss, especially in this era. But honestly, it holds up pretty well. It's just
1: like an electricity outline of a human. It it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like the simplicity has made it age really well. Yes. Plus, I I like when they have more bestial elemental demons, like uh, like the lake monster that killed their mom. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an intelligent thing; it's a malevolent force.
1: No, this one isn't. This one isn't that though, because we specifically learned that, or we are told that all of these demons are coming out of the woodwork specifically because they want to prove themselves to the source. So. It must know what it's doing. But it requires the power of three to vanquish, so Phoebe goes to pick up the phone to call Paige to come over so they can vanquish this thing and doesn't think about the fact that the phone is a cordless, which means it doesn't just use the phone line. It uses power. That might be my time freeze. Spoiler alert. Which is cool because I... Last week, we didn't have a time freeze, and we talked about how the episode, just because of the way it was structured and, like, the really close-in horror of it, mm-hmm. meant that it was pretty timeless. Whereas here, I kind of love that it was, that is such a time-specific thing. This this specific shocker demon attack in this manner could only happen in this very narrow window of time when portable phones existed. I mean, mm-hmm. they still exist, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, this kind of portable
1: Well, no, I mean, just nobody uses them anymore. Like, you can still have one.
0: But, like, yeah, you you don't have a landline until you get murdered. I mean, have you seen Scream? Right, how is
1: Ghostface going to call you if you... Actually, I have seen Scream. I've seen the new Scream. Ghostface clones her best friend's phone and calls her on her cell phone. Wait, no.
0: Spoilers for Scream.
1: Wait, no. Ghostface clones her best friend's phone and texts her on her phone, but is calling the landline that they still have because her mom maintains a landline. She's like, I'm not picking up a landline.
0: Spoilers for new Scream.
1: You should see it. If you like the old Scream, it's very it's very nostalgic, baby, in like the best possible way. It will activate all of those uh, dopamine receptors in your brain if you like the original Scream.
0: So, Piper and Phoebe successfully ward off the Shocker Demon. They survive an encounter long enough for it to be like, you know what? Not worth it. I'm going to go back in the electricity hole.
1: <laughs> the electricity hole.
0: And... Phoebe's like, look, I think it might be time to officially have Paige move into the house. And Piper's more reticent about it. She's like, I mean, I I guess maybe.
1: She's like, what if we don't get along with her?
0: It's like you. I mean, it's Uh, and, and Phoebe brings this up. Phoebe's like, well, it's not about getting along with someone. It's literally about life or death situations. It's better to have the full power of three under one roof. And Piper's like, I mean, Leo is always looking out for her. He can, you know, sense her an orb or over, but eh, also it would be convenient. And I would prefer.
1: Leo is looking out for her. He can always sense her. Let's, let's keep that in your pocket. I,
0: but she's like, yeah, but maybe it would be better. So my husband isn't watching my new sister doink some guy.
1: Yeah, that's going to be explicit in a few scenes.
0: Smash cut to Paige, I guess, post-coitus with Glenn again, or I guess they could just be waking up.
1: Yeah, it's the morning. She looks at the clock and is like, oh, I'm so late for work. And yes, they are both naked. They have those L-shaped sheets that you get in TV.
0: Well, uh, Glenn's wearing little boxers. Like, she's got the sheets all around her, and he's not covered by them at all, but he is wearing little shorts. Oh,
1: I didn't realize that. He was wearing little boxers. Oh, okay, okay. So,
0: I guess Paige is a cover hog
1: <laughs> well, Glenn's a going to Australia hog because he is taking off so he can do some world travel, and he's like, "Hey, you don't have anything going on in your life. Come travel with me. What just do it?"
0: And she's like, "Well, I have a job where I'm trying to be a social worker, and also I have these sisters now, and he's like, you you just met these girls like." I get it. You found out that you have a long lost family or whatever, but come on, come to Australia with me. It'll be
1: fun. You can bond with your sisters after we go on walkabout.
0: Yeah. Like, you need to go to Australia when you're young enough to run away successfully from all the wildlife that's trying to kill you. Hey,
1: just remember, kangaroos can't jump backwards. So if you're being chased by a kangaroo, just get behind it.
0: Paige comes out in a plaid skirt and the... Weird. I I kind of hate how Paige is dressed for this whole episode. I get that they want to contrast her with like the old timey, uh, you know, enchantress long flowing dress thing. But it's like a willow vampire willow situation where she's extra pink and fluffy for no good reason. I
1: mean, I don't mind it. The top she's wearing is on the red end of the pink spectrum. And it's got like this ridiculously frilly collar and cuffs. And I don't hate it.
0: Well, it's just she. She goes out and she she puts on this like very non-supportive looking bra underneath it that's made out of this weird super shiny material, which feels like a weird choice for a bra.
1: No, nah, that's what bras looked like in the early two thousands. If you didn't have gigantic boobs, uh. if you didn't have gigantic boobs, you could buy bras like that. If you have gigantic boobs, your choices are basically always beige. beige. Ugly bras or live in Portland and go to pencil test.
2: Mm.
0: But yeah, she pulls on this like weird frilly belly. I'm sorry. I know. I know it's charmed, but I'm like, I don't think that's the sort of shirt you should wear to work.
1: Hey, listen, I am like, I am like r slash anti work when it comes to Paige right now, because in the very first episode we get with her, her boss is like, hey, I know you're literally doing the work of an entire other job. But I'm not going to promote you to that job. But I'm going to insist that you keep doing it. Like, fuck that!
0: Also, you have to go out on a date with my son.
1: Fuck all (laughs) of that! She should go to Australia and then just orb back to San Francisco to fight evil.
0: Yeah. So, Piper and Phoebe show up at her apartment to, you know, get her so that she can help them kill the shocker demon. What's
1: weird is they're both, like, all worked up about it. Like,
0: they're angry at Paige. It's not
1: Paige's fault that she exists in a space that is not your space when you haven't asked her to live in your space. How dare
0: you not read my mind and come live with me, even though I've been actively hostile to you for most of our relationship?
1: Like, they don't even really want her to live with them. It's like, how dare you not have inherently sensed that we were fighting a demon that required the power of three? And shown up, unasked, vanquished the demon, and then disappeared so we didn't have to deal with you anymore. Like, that's what they want from Paige. So, you know what? Go to Australia! Fuck these chicks!
0: Who is she, Billy?
1: I am, like, so... I am so done with the way everyone in this show treats Paige.
0: We're seeing a lot of previews for how they're gonna treat Billy later.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Although for Billy, it's less, we just want you for fighting demons and more- We want you
1: to babysit our magical child.
0: Yeah, we- we are going to promise to teach you how to fight demons, but most of what we want you to do is stuff for us, like pick up groceries and clean the house.
1: Cud.
0: So they're about to just barge into Paige's apartment when Leo orbs in front of them and is like, hey, you shouldn't go in there. Paige just had sex with a guy. And they're like, wait, how do you know that? He's like, I- Am aware of Paige's activities, and they're like, "So, what? You sensed that Paige was having sex with a guy, or were you mystically watching her with your white lighter powers? And that's how you know Paige was having sex with a guy." And it was like a little from column A, a little from column B. I didn't sense it last episode when Phoebe got shrunk by the guy.
1: She was too small to sense.
0: you didn't sense the panic or whatever when she was it about. Was,
1: it. it was tiny panic.
0: No, no, like when she was in the process of being shrunk. That yeah. did.
1: Are, I'm so tiny!
0: Or when, or when Phoebe and Paige swap souls. That was completely out of my ballywick of things to sense. But when one of my churches is getting boned down, I'm all there for that. So Viper and Phoebe are like, God, whatever. And they just burst into the apartment. And Glenn, you know, has to put his fingers over his nipples. So, you know.
1: Weird continuity error, too. She's not wearing the shirt that we saw her put on page yeah she's holding it but she's not wearing it
0: even yeah even though we did see her putting it on that's weird and phoebe is a horny cartoon wolf for glenn
1: i know she's like ooh, look at this naked guy and it's like that that guy just boned your sister like he's off limits
0: oh we're coming at this from different angles because i'm like this guy like He's attractive enough, but you're boning Cole on a pretty regular basis. I mean, I guess an irregular basis because he's hiding from demons, and I don't think he's in this episode. He's not in this episode. But, like, Glenn is an attractive enough guy. He's kind of goofy. He's
1: exactly the kind of guy that you would see cast as the attractive guy in the year of Our Lord 2001.
0: Really? I think he's more... Non main characters boyfriend attractive.
1: Yeah, generic attractive guy.
0: I, see, I don't think he's generic attractive guy. I think he's goofy attractive guy.
1: Mm, okay, okay. I was thinking he's like one off love interest attractive.
0: I was thinking he's like Sarah Jessica Parker's younger sister in a movie's boyfriend. He's he's very. I know I said this to describe.
1: He's he's, he's the guy he's the guy Judy Greer ends up with.
0: <laughs> no, because Judy Greer is uh, dowdy other sister except in 27 dresses
1: she's the she's the best friend character
0: i guess and he's i know i said this about her boyfriend from the first couple of episodes but he has a kind of vaguely pop punk or alternatively he's a comedian who's doing acting roles he's oh
1: oh no 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 he was a late 90s musician and now he's doing acting roles. I know that it's weird to say this because he actually appears later in this show, but he's Nick Lachey. Oh, no. But like a little goofier.
0: I, I was going for, although this is real life, he's the Pete Davidson dating, you know,
1: okay, this guy's actors and models and a stuff. A lot hotter than Pete Davidson.
0: But he's a Pete Davidson genre of guy.
1: Only only in that Papyrus and Helvetica are both fonts. They're not the same font. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think he, he has a lot of the same qualities as Pete Davidson physically. Anyway, the point is that... I don't, he, I
1: don't even know where to go with that. I, I,
0: The point is that he's an attractive enough guy, but... Phoebe, calm
1: down, Phoebe! Phoebe
0: is next-level horny. She, again, cartoon wolf. Tongue sticking out, you know... Sweat everywhere, and I'm like, Really, Phoebe? Really? And he's like, This, he's like, Okay, this seems like something I shouldn't be involved with, and also your new sister is making me uncomfortable, so I'm just gonna let you deal with this. and Paige is not thrilled that her sisters have burst in on her, they weren't even post coital, they just woke up, right? And, yeah, I mean, I guess they could have had mornings. Well, I mean,
1: technically, if you're not a virgin, aren't you always post coital?
0: that's that's
1: that's the thing with
0: this is completely off topic but that's the thing that always gets me with you can't wear white after labor day it's always after labor day
1: uh it's you can't wear white between labor day and uh and easter i believe is when you're allowed to wear it again there actually
0: that should be the uh, there is
1: a time period
0: that should be the expression then it shouldn't be you can't wear white after labor day you have to have the other half of that. Otherwise, it doesn't, you oh. can't feed the gremlin. You can't feed the mowgli. Mowgli, is that what they're called? Mogwai. Yeah, you can't feed them after midnight. It's always after midnight.
1: Okay, here's the thing about the white after Labor Day, which is different from the Mogwai. Okay. That kind of rule, white after Labor Day, which fork to use, all of that stuff, that is a nonsensical rule that was invented To separate the people who know the nonsensical rules from the people who don't. So you don't say the second half because if you know, you know. Mm. And if you don't know, then they know that you don't know. The fork
0: thing's really easy, though. You just start from... you You start from the outside and you work in.
1: It's not that hard.
0: Like, it's... It's one of those things where, you know, it seems really complicated, but once someone tells you the trick for it, you just, you start with the outside and you work in as the meal goes on.
1: Wait, wait, what if there is a fork that is diagonally at the top of your plate?
0: Uh, Or
1: not diagonally, uh,
0: uh. Horizontally?
1: Yeah, horizontally at the top of your plate.
0: I actually don't know that.
1: Okay, now I'm, now I'm, now I'm out of myself as someone who doesn't know the rules, but I'm pretty sure that's where you put the shrimp fork.
0: Hmm. Well, shrimp fork's one of those super distinct forks that That's you should true. be able to tell.
1: Oh, you should be able to?
0: By looking at it. Like, because it is visually distinctive from the other forks. But my for...
1: point is all these rules are bullshit.
0: Yeah, this is all just dumb, made up stuff that, you know, upper class people. With people too
1: much time on their hands. Made up to separate themselves from the people who actually had shit to do. Yeah, if you, That's what etiquette is.
0: If you don't have to work in a field for 12 hours a day, this is the sort of thing you come up with. Yeah. Speaking of not having to work in a field 12 hours a day, the Enchantress is uh, talking to the prince where she's like, hey, so you want a bone? And the prince is like, I don't want a bone. I want to know where my true love is. And the Enchantress is like, ah, but the stars have aligned in a way that have made it possible for me to cast this spell on you to make you want to bone me.
1: Also, she has changed out of her evil green dress and into a virginal white dress. Again, still looks amazing.
0: This prince is doing a lot of not stabbing the evil Enchantress and letting her complete a rhyming couplet in front of him. But, you know.
1: Then she throws the magic smoke bomb at his feet and now he is under her spell. He's under her spell.
0: He's under her spell. And
1: he kisses her hand and he's like, ooh, I love you. And he's like, also, I'm totally going to like chew on your neck now.
0: Yeah, I'm, 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 i let's go to Bone Town.
1: Which is conveniently right there. There's a bed like with gauze around it.
0: Okay, so does she also live in this castle or is this just someone else's room? I... I mean, it doesn't matter at all, but.
1: No, he went to her castle to look for his girlfriend that she had kidnapped so he's in her castle and and other places anyway back at the manor
0: back at the manor they're yelling at Paige for not living with them they're like why won't you move in with us you stupid asshole and Paige is like god i have my own shit to deal with and uh, phoebe's like come on if you if you live with us then we're at our strongest and You know, we can successfully fight the demons that are going to come and try and kill us all the time.
1: She's like, you're not selling this live in the manor thing. (laughs) Also, as long as I'm here, uh, I'm going to go up to the Book of Shadows and look up this Enchantress thing. They're like, what does that have to do with this shocker demon? She's like, nothing. This is my thing.
0: Yeah. As long as I'm here, like, I'll help you kill the stupid shocker demon but i don't want to live with you guys and she runs upstairs she's looking through the book and Piper's like we already found the spell to vanquish the shocker demon she's like look as long as i'm here i'm gonna do my thing
1: okay so i i kind of love that they don't understand how to do good cop bad cop i mean they're not really trying to do that that's just the natural roles they fall into because phoebe's like if you were here you could look at the book whenever you wanted and no one would stop you and piper's like stop looking at (laughs) <laughs> book. We have shit to do. <sighs>
0: so, Paige points out that Piper has talked to Paige about the importance of keeping her life life separate from her magic life, and that she feels like. If she moves in with them, then she's just going to have to do magic stuff all the time.
1: And Piper's like, I meant I wanted to keep my life separated from my magical life. And that would be a lot easier if you were here to deal with my magical life. I mean, that's not what she says, but come on. Let's be real.
0: They're very much not being consistent with how they're treating Paige. But to be fair, I feel like that's definitely in character for them. Because remember... Piper at one point was all drilling Paige on magic stuff, but now she's the one who's kind of, I guess it, it does make sense that when it comes to, she wants her to live here, but she doesn't want her, like, her being conflicted about Paige's role in the family makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Paige finds the evil enchantress in the book and also the evil enchantress's spell that we, we didn't say this, but she was telling Glenn she could never quite remember the spell. Yeah, but when, here... she's,
0: when she's telling Glenn the story, she says the spell that uh, the evil enchantress uses to enchant the prince, but she can never quite remember the last line.
1: Which is a nice parallel to Phoebe having to remember the woogie spell back mm. way back when. Yeah.
0: And she she finds it, and she's like oh finally I know the end of the spell and then she reads it out loud while Piper and Phoebe are going oh no 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 I'm sorry I, I know-, know
1: I've been team Paige this episode but Paige <laughs> you know that's a spell book what are you doing girl
0: yeah if if you're a witch I feel like if in Charmed I feel like you should be cautious about rhyming in general. But especially, just don't read stuff from the Book of Shadows out loud. You are an adult woman. You should know how to just read with your eyes and not with your mouth.
1: Honestly, I think that magical people could really benefit from, like, a gun safety class. Because there are certain rules of gun safety. And one of them is, no matter what, no matter how sure you are that it's not loaded, you don't point it at anything that you don't want to shoot. Mm. That's the spell. No matter how sure you are that it's not going to work, don't say it out loud unless you want to cast it.
0: I feel like this is a little bit on Phoebe and Piper because Phoebe and Piper are literally right next to her and they're all going, no, 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 don't finish it. And I'm like, I know it is mega rude, but put your hand over her mouth. Like, I know that is next level rude, but do you want to deal with this crap? (laughs) You don't.
1: Ugh. But yeah, she casts the spell to summon a lover and summons the prince.
0: It's weird because it's specifically to mind control him in the uh, pasty past times, but it calls him forth, I guess. because
1: No, no, I think this one was just to summon him. And this is what she did first. And then she threw the magic smoke bomb to... I
2: don't... I don't...
1: You know what? I think the Enchantress was doing a lot more work than she needed to. Here's my question for you. Okay. Why is the Enchantress's spell in that book?
0: Yeah, I feel like that has some questions because, yeah, actually, the whole enchantress thing definitely predates the Book of Shadows. Uh huh. Which I mean, I get it. A lot of, a lot of, demon stuff probably predates the Book of Shadows, but like we don't get the impression that the enchantress is particularly long-lived, or anything. And also, canonically, her plan didn't work.
1: Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I, yeah, I am very, I am very confused at the convenience of that spell being there.
0: What, I mean, why is there an entry at all? Like, the insurance isn't alive, right? I mean, I guess it's also a family history, but it's But
1: she's not part of their family. It, it, it's just that it's Paige's past life.
0: So, the knight has appeared in present day times, and he is mega horny for Paige. And Phoebe and Piper find this hilarious. Paige does not. Paige orbs a plate into her hands and then smashes it over his head. And she's like, ooh, maybe that shouldn't have been my first reflex. He's not unconscious. I appreciate that he wasn't knocked unconscious by that. He's like, no, it's cool. I'm into the rough stuff. I mean, not really maybe. I'm under a, an enchantment to love you, so maybe I'm just cool with it because of that. But Yes,
1: he gets down on his knees and starts kissing her hand and she's like, Piper freeze him! And Piper's like, what if I blow him up? And she's like, just fucking do it
0: and she freezes him and Paige is like you know what i don't have the spoons to deal with this right now i'm going to work you deal with the night and they're like okay i'm sorry this is all on you you're the one who read the book out loud like this isn't really an us problem and page is like it is now
1: they also tell her that she can't leave because being a witch is not a part-time job and it's like you told well, it's not a job at all because you don't get paid for it. She needs to go get money at her job that she works for a living.
0: Piper says, the charmed ones come first. And Paige ignores that and just kind of storms off. And then Phoebe's like, the charmed ones come first? And Piper's like, it worked when Prue said it, which it very much did not. But
1: Charmed ones come first. Leo and Cole come never. That's the rule, right? Anyway, uh, it turns out that... Piper's love of HGTV has doomed them all! <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I said this earlier. You, th- This is the part of the episode where Piper had set something to record, and it gives the Shocker Demon an opening to come out. Zap Phoebe, not enough to kill her, just a little bit. I feel like the Shocker Demon's a little bad at his job if he can't kill them with, you know, electricity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's true.
0: Like, although they just... Get cartoon electrocuted, where their hair's all frizzy and they're smoking a little bit.
1: Uh, Piper fends the uh, shocker demon off with a wooden coat rack because it doesn't conduct electricity. Does wood not
0: conduct wood electricity?
1: Wood does not conduct electricity.
2: Huh.
1: So.
0: They, they go back to the kitchen to deal with the night, but he has unfrozen and is wandering off looking for Paige.
1: And Piper's like, so what? Who cares? That's not our deal. <laughs>
0: That sounds like Paige's problem, and Phoebe's like, we really shouldn't just let some dude in armor wander around. I mean, as the movie Enchanted has told us, it's very entertaining, but trouble, also.
1: Okay, I have to ask, because it happens in Enchanted and happens here. Why, why do all knights from the, or I guess princes, from medieval fake, from fake medieval times land, get freaked out by cars? Like... You're familiar with carriages. It's just a super efficient carriage. If we went to the future and we saw, like, bullet cars going through tubes, we wouldn't be like, what is this strange thing?
0: Well, to be fair, he, he, uh, the main reason he's attacking this thing is to get the guy out so he can give him a lift to wherever Paige is. Oh,
1: yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, complaint retracted. He does recognize it's a super fast carriage. He wants a ride. Okay. So this is
0: basically just a bus jacking? Is it a garbage truck? It's a
1: garbage truck.
0: I like how the guy comes out with a, with a baseball bat to start wailing on the prince. And the prince just, you know, cuts the baseball bat in half. Because obviously, I'm like, why did you think that would work? You saw him wailing on your garbage truck with the sword. Do you think he would just not cut your bat in half?
1: Or maybe he thought it was like a prop sword that could bang on the truck, but not actually have an edge.
0: One of the things uh, in one of the xanth books they go to the you know world without magic uh-huh. and they assume that cars are monsters that just ate people and the people <laughs> are trapped in them and they're trying to free them which is a take off of that sure sure but yeah it's weird you you'd think they would just assume next level carriages
1: yeah yeah although i guess you're fa- i guess i guess it's fair i guess that is what he assumed
0: so back in pasty times, the maiden the prince's true love is like ha ha good magic has taken my prince from you so you can't sink your hooks into him and you know get pregnant and then murder him and the enchantress is like yeah i also have magic did you forget that i can just use my magic to go to wherever he is
1: she takes a piece of the maiden's hair to make the potion and then we go to page it her... seems
0: unnecessary
1: no no she needs it because that's kind a of love to love love to love that's how her connection with the prince works Meanwhile, Paige is at work, and Leo is bothering her at her job. He's all like, ooh, you gotta come back to the manor for the shocker demon. And she's like, ooh, I have a job to do.
0: Do you think Leo knew that when he was being assigned to sisters, a lot of what he was doing, a lot of what his job as a white lighter would become would be kind of negotiating? He's like...
1: No, I think he had no idea, and he is in way over his head.
0: Because he is sort of the sounding board's probably the wrong term mediator yes thank you yes like a lot of what he is is a mediator between the sisters which i like conceptually although
1: maybe it t- shouldn't be leo
0: well the fact that he's romantically involved with one of them
1: Oof yeah
0: although to be fair he really doesn't let that influence his role as a mediator between the sisters as much as you think he might he's
1: no he's he's fairly even-handed but it makes it very inappropriate
0: yeah and he's way more on Paige's side than the other sisters are because he, he is trying to talk her into moving in with them and he's like look i know you feel like they're just using you for your magic and that's why they want you there and to be fair that is a part of it it's but
1: 80 like percent of it
0: but also you need instruction and you need a safe space you need you you might not like it but i think you should reconsider moving in with the sisters and she's like i just i don't want to deal with this right now
1: mm-hmm. so
0: so she's back on her she's back on her last episode last episode she wanted to uh she wanted to be more active in magic stuff in the episode before that. She didn't want to do magic stuff, so we're going all, we're going back and forth a lot. To
1: be fair, I think right now where we're at is she wants to do magic stuff. She just doesn't want to deal with Hallowell bullshit, and I can relate.
0: Yeah, I'm... I'm... I'm sorry. And I do like that Leo goes back to the manor to talk to Piper and Phoebe, and he's like, look, you need to... Start treating Paige as more than just the third part of the power of three. Part of the reason she's reticent about moving in with you is that you are not treating her like a sister. You're treating her like a power source.
1: And of course, Piper's like, but she is a power source. And Phoebe's like, oh my God, this is never going to work.
0: Yeah. And Leo's like, look, why don't you help her out with this new problem? Show her, you know, that you can help her and you know read up on the fairy tale and maybe she'll be more open to moving in if you show her the benefits to living with magical sisters
1: so speaking of people coming to Paige's business and just like completely fucking with her uh the prince shows up and he's like oh but i love you you must run away with me and her boss is like what the fuck and she tells him oh this is just my friend who's dressed up for the Ren Fair.
0: Yeah, we're doing a charity collaboration with the Wren Fair because people who go to Wren Fairs have lots of disposable income and maybe will want to spend some of it on charity.
1: That's and... not necessarily untrue.
0: Yeah, and the Shocker Demon has followed Paige to work and it starts electrocuting her when the prince decapitates it with a metal sword which I feel like okay
1: that shouldn't have worked I feel like we just did rule of three here where you were like wait would that conduct electricity would that conduct electricity And then he pulls out a metal sword but yeah no the shocker demon just runs away from it
0: yeah it turns out being decapitated is not really super deadly if you're made out of electricity but it's like you know what I don't feel like dealing I thought you were
1: gonna say being decapitated isn't good for you even if you manage to deliver a shock to the person who did it
0: yeah it's like
1: Sorry, now I'm just going to say usually hilts are wrapped in, like, strips of leather. So, maybe it didn't conduct all the way to the prince's heart. So. I just want to share an interesting thing about electricity. Okay. Like, you should have total respect for electricity. You can have massive amounts of it go through your body if you're grounded. Mm -hmm. Like, if your feet are on the ground. Don't do this, but. Um.
0: don't try this kids at home
1: (laughs) no no the point is like your body can withstand fairly large electric shocks as long as it doesn't pass through your heart but if it passes through your heart like a single amperage will kill you like Mm. that's what's so fascinating about electricity when it comes to electricity humans are basically vampires where it's like we can take all of this damage but if it if it touches our heart we're done we're done completely done
0: i want to point out uh humans also don't do great if they get staked in the heart
1: i just watched the wish episode of buffy where she says she's gonna stake anya in the heart and because uh, it's the wish verse and giles is like that she's not a vampire and buffy says you'd be surprised what that kills although not demons
0: not vengeance demons so yeah it'll take more than a sword in the chest to stop a vengeance demon
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah her boss is all grumpy about this guy waving a sword around the office and Paige's like it's for charity t gotta go <sighs> so Piper is uh, bemoaning Paige's independence and
1: and while she's doing that Phoebe is reading the entry for the evil enchantress and it's like oh it says here she was a straight up bitch do you think she might be Paige's past life
0: well she she says that she that the enchantress was someone who came to the craft late but picked it up quickly and you know, oh, it's probably Paige's past life, which is kind of a huge leap, but okay.
1: Well, not just because of that, but because the prince is obsessed with Paige. Yeah. So that actually is really good evidence for it being her past life.
0: And also Paige had memories of the spell, so yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, it's, it's, come to think of it, it's pretty obvious.
0: <laughs> this is where Phoebe briefly mentions, you know, my past life came back to bite me in the butt, but let's not talk about that any deeper.
1: I mean, we'd have to get into a lot if we started talking about that deeper.
0: Piper points out that the book says that the Enchantress's power was to control elements, and that's not Paige's power, which...
1: That's not how past lives worked before!
0: Yeah, Phoebe's power was some weird heat thing that she needed... She needed to get extra power from her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, her evil boyfriend, had to give her a potion to increase her power threefold so that she could actually do fireballs, so... How much did her heat powers... Also, that's not how the Warren Lines powers worked. Doesn't... We can't can't get into it. The
1: the evil enchantress comes through a portal and Phoebe's like, Ha! Told you! Look, it's Paige! Totally Paige's past life!
0: And then she uses her power over the elements to... It's over the elements, but she basically just uses wind. I guess it's like elements as in weather. Yeah. Not elements as in she can do fire and,
1: you know. Yes. Yes.
0: She uses her elemental powers to blow Phoebe and Piper into a wall, but not in a way that kills them.
1: She also sets a lot of things on fire so that we see Piper and Phoebe running around the manor with fire extinguishers. Oh, I
0: guess it is the classical elements then.
1: Okay, I guess air is air is wind, right? Yeah.
0: She just defaults to air, but I guess she can do the other... Uh...
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, I have to point out something I love here. The Hallowell Manor has at least two fire extinguishers, and that seems about right.
0: Yeah. I don't know why Piper is reticent about using her powers on the evil enchantress.
1: I know. I was going to say, I mean, does she think that it will, she thinks, she thinks it will hurt Paige if she blows up her past life, but that's not how past lives work. Yeah.
0: And we know our past life and they treat it like they can't hurt the enchantress without hurting Paige, but that's not the case at all
1: phoebe even says that she's like we risk vanquishing Paige if we vanquish this that doesn't make sense
0: and piper's like fine we'll just bind her powers why wouldn't it, that bind Paige's powers by that logic right i like this episode but thinking about it doesn't help a lot
1: <laughs> so they decide that the answer is just open the portal back to the past and just toss her back in there
0: bind her powers toss her back in the past and you know hopefully she'll remain a virgin and it won't alter the course of magic because if her plan succeeds it will alter the course of magic so that evil is more powerful
1: okay okay so that means as you said that her plan was not successful so why does Paige remember the story of her plan being successful I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, the intern just goes to Paige. Jesus Christ, Paige's office. Like.
0: The Enchantress just goes to Paige's office and Paige's boss is like, oh, I guess you're into the Renfrew thing too now, huh, Paige? Her. And she's like, okay, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to look at my cubicle and discover what my future life is up to and she's like ew I'm a good witch barf.
1: She figures out who she is by seeing a picture of Paige and another employee at like a Christmas party or something and of course recognizes herself and sees the little label that that's Paige so she must be Paige and finds Paige's stuff and
0: I mean also the boss called her Paige so Yeah. But Paige is dealing with the night and she's like Jesus Christ dude I don't want to bone you you're under an enchantment or whatever.
1: She knows he's under a spell, but doesn't yet know that the evil enchantress is her past life. She doesn't know why the spell defaulted to her. I guess that's fair. Well, I like guess she the
0: one who read the spell, so
1: oh yeah, that's true, I guess, okay,
0: but. but... Well, the whole thing is that this is a parallel with her thing with Glenn, right, Glenn?
1: Yeah, because he wants her to run off to Australia. This guy's like, come back to me with my kingdom.
0: And she's like, I can't. There's, I have responsibilities here. And he's like, but don't you want to live a life of freedom and fun, you know, in medieval royalty?
1: I mean, we didn't say it, but Glenn also said your life could be a fairy tale.
2: Mm.
1: Also, just to... Just a quick note for everybody. If you're talking to somebody who's like deep into Wicca, as Paige clearly is at this point, um, your life could be a fairy tale is not as fun or tempting a proposition as you think it is. Because that's almost certainly exactly the kind of goth kid who is familiar with the original Grimm fairy tales. Yeah, and even... Come away with me to Australia. Surely your toes and heels will be chopped off so that you can fit into tiny shoes.
0: Or your stepmother will cut you into uh, cut you into chunks, feed uh, make you into soup, feed you to your father, bury them under the mulberry tree, where you will be reborn as a bird who drops gifts on your. Uh, sis- on your sister and your father, but drops a heavy stone on your stepmother.
1: Or you'll be forced to be silent for years and years and years while you weave uncomfortable clothing out of thistle to save your brothers from being geese. Or
0: you'll be naked in front of an entire kingdom. Like, even the non grimms version of a lot of fairy tales, like, Little Red Riding Hood has a uncomfortable, what uh cronenberg-esque journey through a wolf's digestive system in the nice versions of the fairy i mean i guess a lot of versions have her and grandma not get eaten by the wolf at all
1: yeah but those are more modern versions
0: those are even more modern versions like in the version i grew up with the grandmother and little red riding hood were at least briefly inside of a wolf which would fuck you up pretty bad yes and then the
1: woodcutter comes and chops open the wolf's stomach to get them out You know, it's a really great book. What? Witches Abroad by Terry Pratchett.
0: It is a very good book.
1: I feel like, I kind of feel like just the fact that we're talking about fairy tales right now makes me want to reread Witches Abroad. I think I'm going to.
0: So Piper and Phoebe show up. Piper freezes the prince. And they explain the situation to Paige. They have a ridiculously hard time explaining the concept of past lives and for some reason and then Paige is like wait so in the past i was evil and they're like yes i mean no i mean yes but no
1: wait wait she's like if i was evil in the past does that mean i'm evil now and piper's like yes piper what the fuck and and it's not even
0: true in the context of charm
1: well phoebe jumps in and is like no i was evil in the past too piper don't don't worry about piper she's still evil now also they have a very uh they have a very, like, reincarnation idea of past lives here where it's like you you improve as a human each time you're reincarnated. So she's good now, even though she was evil then, because she's evolved.
0: Paige is very gung-ho about handling the Enchantress herself. And I, I really like this. This feels like character development. It feels like it's building off what happened last episode. Because Paige is like, look, this is my story. I should be the one to finish it. I want to face the Enchantress by myself. And last episode, Piper did not want her to face the Collector guy. But this episode, she's like, you know what? I feel like I've seen you steadily improve as a witch over the very short period of time I've known you. I believe that you can handle this situation yourself. And Phoebe's the one who wants to like help out. But I like that Piper is acknowledging that Paige has grown a lot. As a witch in a very short period of time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Although apparently not enough to realize that you shouldn't just read read spells out of the Book of Shadows. But I do really like this character development between Piper and Paige. That Piper does have more faith in Paige now. Yes. Faith that it turns out is completely unearned.
1: Yeah, so Paige takes the, the potion that will strip the evil enchantress of her powers... But as soon as she encounters her, she throws the potion at her, and the evil enchantress just blasts it out of the air midair.
0: And she's like, Oh my god, this is what I become? And then she blows her into a car, and we Smash Cut to Leo's like, Well, Paige fuck that up. I can sense that Paige fucked that up almost immediately.
1: Really? Really? You can sense that, but not uh whatever. <laughs>
0: So the enchantress, having blasted Paige into a car immediately upon encountering her. Bursts into the room and she's like, I'm here for my prince. Be gone, other witches. Why doesn't Piper try freezing her? I mean, I know we've because, talked about because this Because she's afraid
1: that if she blows her up, that will somehow affect Paige, even though that makes no sense.
0: Freezing's an area effect spell. Point kind of away from her and that way if, you know, you accidentally explode
1: isn't exploding also an area of effect spell?
0: No, no, because she misses with explosions sometimes.
1: Oh, okay, but that's not really the issue. The issue is that y- blowing up the Enchantress isn't going to hurt Paige.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's dumb all the way down. But the Enchantress opens a portal. She wind blasts <laughs> Phoebe and Piper out of the way, grabs the prince, and jupes back to medieval times. Piper and Phoebe immediately get up and jump into the Time gyna.
1: I mean, I appreciate that. When you see when you see an evil person kidnap the prince and jump through a portal, I love that your first instinct is to jump into the portal.
0: I'm not to immediately go back to Once Upon a Time, which we're, there are so many places. Paige drives a goddamn VW bug. There's so much Once Upon a Time in this episode.
1: Well, I mean, really, isn't there so much charm to Once Upon a Time? Because, of course, this is first.
0: Yeah. But, and this episode has a lot of stuff to do with portals, but- I appreciate that unlike in Once Upon a Time, they don't just stand around talking next to portals they need to go through.
1: <laughs> oh my god. They do do that a lot, don't they?
0: So much odd done in Once Upon a Time. We have to have a whole ass conversation before getting... You have the conversation after you go through the portal. It's a time-sensitive thing. You don't want to get stuck in fairy tale land. You have the conversation when you go through the portal, not before.
1: Now, to be fair, they're going from their own attic to who knows where. That might not be a bad time to have a conversation about whether or not to jump through the portal.
0: Actually, they're in a random warehouse.
1: Yeah, because they could, like, see the...
0: Where? Yeah, because they were tracking where Paige and Paige had taken the prince to a place where she would yeah, get fired. They had,
1: to, they had to be close to Paige so that Leo could hear her if she got into trouble because that's how his... No, or, not really.
0: Or maybe this is supposed to be Paige's apartment.
1: Oh... Yes, it is. Okay. She lives in a warehouse. She lives in a loft in the warehouse district. Okay. That's exactly what's going on. Okay.
0: So, Paige Paige runs back into the uh, apartment just in time to see Phoebe and Piper jump through the portal.
1: And she's like, Leo, I feel like I am a failure. I did not bind the powers of my past self she kidnapped the prince and my two sisters abandoned me to fight her and now it's just me and fucking you
0: page is like wait a second if the enchantress is my past life maybe i can tap into her power and recreate the portal by reworking the spell so that it brings me to my sisters and he was like i don't know page i don't know if that'll work why would that not work why would her casting a spell not work?
1: It instantly works, and now she's thinking with portals.
0: <laughs> also, also, why did she need to be? Why did she need to be a reincarnation of the enchantress to do the portal thing? That was just casting a spell, something she can do as a witch.
1: I think since a lot of this episode is about her feeling less than confident in her powers, she had to see her past self do it to feel confident that she could. And um, also, I just want to point out. Her sisters dove into that portal. She just calmly walks through it. Like, no need to make this a whole thing, girls. Well, they didn't know
0: how much time it was going to be Ew. open. But, uh, oh, it's just, I don't get why Leo was like, I don't know if you'll be able to make your own portal, page. It's a rhyming couplet, Leo. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Although she does do the whole thing that they pretend to do. And she's like, oh, I'll reverse engineer this spell by saying the same spell, but slightly differently.
1: And... This
0: is before they realize that they can just say whatever crap, as long as it rhymes.
1: Okay, so let's talk about past lives and charmed. Because Phoebe and Piper in the past have been captured and shackled to a wall because they don't have any witch powers because they're in the past before their powers existed, so they don't have any powers. However, Paige has powers because she can tap in to the powers of her past life, which means what? Phoebe and Piper's souls are brand new, and they didn't exist before now. Well,
0: we know they're not brand new because.
1: Well, they didn't exist before the twenties.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. This, this just.
1: Or, or maybe I liked
0: this episode when we started watching. No,
1: no, it is a good episode. It is a good episode. It's it, just
0: you can't look at it too hard. It falls apart if you look at it too hard. But the maiden, the tr- princess' true love, is like. Oh, you—you you are witches from the future. Have you come to rescue? You know, have you come to save me and stop the evil enchantress? And they're like, "We did, but we don't have power, so she just changed us to a wall." And the true love is like, "Oh."
1: So Leo runs in because he went through the portal with Paige, and he tries to get them out of the shackles, but he doesn't have any white lighter powers because past, past.
0: I mean, I guess that does hmm. track if you go. I—I I guess it makes sense. That's consistent along lines of magical creatures. So he just sword fights the shit out of a dude. Like there's a guard guarding them and he tries to stop Leo from, you know, I do pre- uh, from freeing them and Leo just beats the shit out of him. And, you know, I appreciate that Leo does not kill this guy.
1: Yeah, that would be bad. Uh, well, this fight is going on. Paige is fighting her her evil past self. Which, and they do that classical fighting maneuver where they're both throwing electricity at each other and the electrical bolts are, like, meeting in the middle. Oh, by the way, Paige is throwing electricity because she can only tap into her past self's power so she can do what her past self can do but not, like, presumably she wouldn't be able to orb.
0: Okay, I actually kind of really love the sword fight between Leo and the guard guy, especially the fact that Leo ends up beating him by just headbutting him really hard when they're at, like sword yes sword. he's not he's not david nolan he's not charming he's not gonna just go around stabbing dudes but he just it, I, it's well I choreographed it's well choreographed and honestly i i kind of like seeing leo as a badass it doesn't follow really throughout the rest of the show but it's kind of neat to see leo doing this sort of thing it's
1: cool to see him like have a skill
0: plus I love how incredibly horny Piper gets for him because you know he he takes the keys off the uh, guard and and unlocks Phoebe and uh, Piper and and Piper's like Jesus Christ, Leo. She's you, like, I want to see more of that energy in our bedroom from now on.
1: She's like, I like the way you work that sword, big boy. So. Piper and Phoebe pull the potions out of their pockets and they throw them at the evil enchantress and bind her powers. And the maiden runs in and sees her shirtless prince and is all excited and happy that they're reunited. And let me tell you something. This man without a shirt is deserving of the Tex Avery Wolf treatment.
0: Yeah, this dude is
1: shredded. Like, I appreciate that the actor who played Glenn was like, you know what? It doesn't feel like it fits for me to play the prince as well and it's true that doesn't work but man i appreciate that guy's confidence to be shirtless when this man is also shirtless this is like he could be in an mcu movie that's how that's how shirtless he is you
0: could grate cheese off of those abs
1: not to like totally objectify him or anything
0: but uh the Prince's True Love comes in and gives him True Love's kiss, which breaks the enchantment that the Enchantress enchanted him with. And then they just make out over the Enchantress, who sits on the floor and pouts because she doesn't have powers anymore. Yep. that's. I feel like someone should maybe, like, handcuff her or something. She
1: doesn't have powers anymore. Who cares?
0: She could still, I don't know, stab them. It's just a weird note that they're like, okay, we're gonna open, reopen the portal and wait, go back.
1: wait, they're gonna what? Who- <laughs> Who, who's going to reopen the portal? Because I think they just bound the Enchantress's powers. So what exactly is Paige tapping into to open that portal? Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: a really good point.
1: <laughs> I mean, like you said, I don't want to... This, this is an episode that is enjoyable to watch, but does not bear too much scrutiny. It does not hold up well under scrutiny.
0: Yeah. So they portal back to present times and uh, Piper's like, hey, Paige, you know what? You're a very competent, capable witch. We shouldn't have pushed you so much. I'm sure you'll be fine on your own. We can just page you whenever we need your help.
1: Boo. So...
0: I, well, I was going to say call, but, you know, cell phones weren't a thing in this time period, I guess. Except they were.
1: But it doesn't matter because she is going to move in.
0: Yeah, it turns out... As- Oh my God, is she channeling Mary Margaret? Because as soon as, How
1: dare you? As, How dare you?
0: As soon as they're like, you don't have to move in if you don't want to. Oh, well then I want to now.
1: So she does. She moves into Prue's old room and and Phoebe and Piper come in to greet her. And just in case you forgot that this is only a few months post 9-11, uh, Phoebe is in fact wearing a American flag.
0: Tube top. Tube top.
1: I just, I, it's not funny. It's not.
0: I. She's supporting America with this super patriotic tube top.
1: Like in retrospect, in retrospect. And I say in retrospect, we knew it at the time too. Our country lost its freaking mind, and uh, to get to get like really kind of serious for a second, um, there was an Onion article that just really hit me hard when it came out in the. The Onions, the issue that they put out immediately post 9-11, which was, like, area woman unsure what else to do bakes an American flag cake. Our country lost its freaking mind, and if you are, like...
0: Of a certain age.
1: Which is getting, like, older and older, right? Like, I'm sure a significant amount of our listeners are 22 or younger, and... Or even, what, when do you start knowing things? When you're, like, seven? Yeah. So, like, 20... 29 in Yonker. Jesus Christ, time. What is time? Like, you may be unaware of how much our country freaking lost its mind.
0: Yeah, so I think it's interesting that Phoebe and Paige are dressed, and I'm putting this in heavy finger quotes, fashionably. I mean, Phoebe looks fine. Alyssa Milano is beautiful. The flag tube top red pants thing does work for her.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a good look. It's just, it reminds me of how... Ugh.
0: Paige is dressing like the best friend in a Disney uh, Channel original TV show. That is
1: what she looks like. She's got a bright yellow beret and I'm here for it.
0: But honestly,
1: I... I know you were joking about how Paige was dressed earlier in this episode. But I, so... I
0: hate that, that flamingo shirt. It looked so awful on her.
1: Oh, it's funny. I don't hate it. But honestly, I'm pretty much almost universally loving Paige's looks.
0: I do like how Piper is dressed just because it's so incon, <laughs> Like, it's a totally normal way to dress, but it's so incongruous with how fashion usually works on Charmed. Because she's just wearing, like, a t-shirt and jeans.
1: Like, did... Was Holly Marie Combs late to set and they just went with it? Like,
0: like it, it's not... It's, like, a perfectly ordinary thing to wear, but the other two are dressed kind of fashion platy, Like, Paige is wearing a pretty nice boob shirt i don't know how to describe it it's a
1: it's a it's a weird cut the neckline is bizarre i don't even know what i would call that neckline but yeah yeah. as for i i'm
0: and she's got like a chunky white belt like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's clear that she was this isn't just an outfit you're wearing around except
1: except it's a charmed universe so that is how they dress just walking around
0: Yeah, in Charmed, this is the sort of outfit you just wear walking around, but Piper's wearing the sort of outfit you actually wear when you're just walking around.
1: I'm trying to figure out if the shirt she's wearing is, like, a specific band that they wanted to promote or something, but I I got nothing. I got nothing. Anyway.
0: So Paige is moving into the manor, and she's like, well, before I move in, officially we should. And they, you know, they turn something on, the shocker demon comes out, they say the shocker demon vanquishing spell it blows up very very easily i love how casual this is
1: mm-hmm. and then and then Paige is like all right well i'm out uh by the way i have a lot of sex so knock before you come into my room please
0: yeah also i'm gonna rearrange some stuff in the living room and piper's like haha no you're not and then phoebe's like and they all lived happily ever after and Piper's like <laughs> no
1: okay it was a good episode that doesn't withstand <laughs> scrutiny but you know what
0: it's- Yeah, I really, this is an episode where I feel like it might be more fun to just watch than, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely, 100%. And honestly, this is, this episode is kind of, we've been talking about this, but this episode is kind of a microcosm of how I feel about Once Upon a Time, which is, you know, a fun show with a sexy evil queen that we love that does not withstand any sort of inquiry as to why people are doing the things they are doing in that show.
0: Yeah. Because I wanna be clear here, like, there, there's a reason that Rose McGowan got cast as Cora on Once Upon a Time. She really does the whole evil Enchantress thing well. Like, this episode was playing to her strengths. There's a lot of there's a lot of people having to play two characters things that don't really work because the actress cannot pull off two different Good modes. Good and evil. I feel like I'm talking around A certain actress Alyssa Milano. I know. Although that's not really fair because Alyssa Milano just uh, kinda can't pull off evil. But like, you know what? I would You know what?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold my judgment on whether or not Alyssa Milano can pull off evil until we get to the end of this season. Yeah. I know you watched it more recently than I did, so
0: Actually no, I've been avoiding watching stuff from later season four.
1: Oh, okay. Well, then let's withhold our judgment on how well Alyssa Milano can do evil until we get to the end of this season.
0: I'm thinking more or less whenever Alyssa Milano has to do character acting.
1: Well, I mean, the thing that's popping into my head, of course, is Alyssa Milano having to pretend to be Paige. But that yeah. feels more like mean girl stuff than poor acting.
0: Yeah, actually, she did a really good job when she was possessed by the Woogie. I guess I was also thinking about her past life episode, which none of the acting in that was very good. 'Cause it wasn't a very good episode. She did a really good job being evil when she was possessed by the Woogie. She yeah. didn't do a great job when she didn't do a great job being evil when uh when proof was forced into marrying the warlock and it oh, turned Jesus. all the sisters evil. That was bad all around though.
1: Yeah, but it's not fair to hold the body swap episode against her because if a person's walking around going Ooh, I'm Paige. <laughs> you're, you're not like, God, that woman is a terrible actress. I don't believe she's Paige for a second. Oh, my.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like this episode.
1: I recommend watching this episode and not thinking about a single thing we said. Just enjoy the ride. Just Just get into evil Rose McGowan. Yeah. Our next episode is Brain Drain. And according to the Peacock summary, the source taps into Piper's brain, altering her perception of reality.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a controversial opinion. I remember this episode, and you know what this episode is?
1: The episode from season five where Glory drains uh, Tara's brain?
0: No. This is, what if normal again was good? <laughs>
1: Okay, I cannot wait to watch and then talk about this episode.
0: Yeah, because this is the episode where the source uses magic to convince Piper that uh, she's in an asylum and that everything has just been a delusion so that she'll renounce witchcraft and they'll lose the power of three. Which it's the same basic premise as normal again, except it's much, much better, which is such a rare thing. When Buffy and Charmed share a premise for an episode.
1: That that the Charmed one would win?
0: That the Charmed one is head and shoulders above the Buffy one. As longtime listeners of any of our podcasts know, I hate Normal again. I think it's the worst episode of Buffy and possibly one of the worst episodes of television, period.
1: I mean, you're not alone in that. So, uh, I do want to say a thing since we just said that, you know, this is... Probably a good episode to watch without thinking about it.
0: Before getting into our segments,
1: yes, I just want to throw out there that this is on Peacock, mm-hmm. and Peacock had a terrible quarter—like zero new subscribers. Ugh. And I don't work for Peacock. I don't care about businesses. I don't care if a business is successful or not but I do really want season three of Girls 5eva. Yeah. So, if you were on the fence, I just, I want to just, I I would love if I could influence you to just nudge you a little to subscribing to Peacock.
0: It's got a lot of good shows. Rutherford Falls is great. Girls 5eva, a third example.
1: Uh, the Saved by the Bell reboot that has Uh, no right to be as good as it is.
0: The Saved by the Bell reboot is ridiculously good given you know what it is.
1: Also, we are lady parts, incredible. Like, yeah. So, so listen, if you're on if you're on the fence and you were like, hmm, maybe I should get Peacock to watch Charmed.
0: Even if you're just doing it for long enough to watch these shows that we're recommending to you, like, because with everything that's going on with HBO Max, there's a bunch of shows that I really love that I'm aware will disappear forever once whatever streaming service decides that they're not profitable enough. Mm -hmm. Like HBO Max is already deleting a lot of stuff that's made that it's just going to be lost forever because physical media isn't so much a thing anymore. Yeah. I
1: mean, Hey, listen, we, we do another podcast about Farscape and Farscape. We generally watch on Amazon prime because my first husband took all of the DVDs when he left and do not get me started on that mm. but yeah so we we watched it on Amazon Prime but on August 1st it disappeared off Amazon Prime and even though Amazon insisted that this was a mistake and it would come back we are recording this on the 9th and it is not back yet and news just came out about the Henson company the Jim Henson company signing a deal with a different streaming company for other things doesn't necessarily preclude it being on Amazon Prime but it makes me think that it's not a glitch. It's been taken down. So, you know, I I rebought rebought the DVDs of season four of Farscape so that we can keep going with our podcast. Yeah, I just it's. I mean, before, not to get all like philosophical about it, but before recording was a thing, pop culture media there was always an ephemeralness about it. And I guess that
0: it's just coming back in a new form now.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's okay. In a way that's okay. Right. Like the performance that I saw of Matt and Ben, right. Like only exists in my memory and the memory of the, like it was a tiny theater. It only exists in my memory and the memory of like the 200 other people who were in that theater that night, but it's still kind of sad. I still wish I could record it. I still wish I could, like, just sit back and replay it. Ooh!
0: I mean, that was the great thing about when streaming services started being a thing. Because mm-hmm. you suddenly had the ability... Because even even with DVDs and stuff, like... There's... I mean, you're always sort of at the mercy of greater forces when it comes to this sort of thing.
1: Well, but even then, like, media degrades. Like, it doesn't last forever. It To bring it back to Rutherford Falls... The main character is setting up a, um, Minashanka museum for, it, it's a, it's a fictional, uh, it's a fictional indigenous people, but, um, she's trying to set up, like, a museum of, of Minashanka artifacts, and there's a kind of brief discussion about how hard she's working to preserve things that are, in their nature, designed to disappear, they're designed to not last forever, and I guess media is like that, too. And I feel like I just got really, like, I got. I feel like I got into a very heavy space right now when all I am saying is, is putting out an ask for if you were thinking about getting Peacock so you could watch Charmed along with us, let me tell you there's lots of good shows on there and maybe go ahead and do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really would like Girls 5, Eva, to have another season.
1: Yes. I feel like there's so much more story to tell.
0: So, let's 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 go to our segments, much like the charmed ones we have our own power of 3. The first power in our pack is premonition. Who in this episode is was or will become famous? Uh so
1: Uh the prince was played by Charlie Weber? who Wait. Ben is the prince.
0: The prince is <laughs> Ben?
1: Wait, are you saying that the prince knows Ben?
0: Uh, no, no. Let, let let me get this straight. You're saying there's some there's some connection between the prince and Ben. He We're was. We're just
1: taking for granted that our audience has watched Buffy.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, the guy who plays the prince in this episode played Ben in Buffy season five, the human counterpart to the Hell God Glory.
1: Hey, spoilers.
0: Yes, spoilers <laughs> for Buffy. See the whole episode. I I I thought he was the guy who was the knight of Byzantium or whatever. I was like. Oh, he looks so familiar, and I know I've seen him in Buffy, and I, I think it was just the armor that made me think, oh, he's the knight of Byzantium whose brain glory eats, because those two characters do look kind of alike.
1: I love that, like, it's almost as though the Ben, like, brain uh, uh, obfuscation actually worked on you. <laughs> you could not I recognize did, him as Ben. I
0: did figure out it was Ben, though. Like,
1: well, you figured out it was Ben when I said, oh, and you were like, it's Ben! <laughs>
0: But I got I got the right season of Buffy.
1: You were so you were literally so close to it.
0: But yeah, uh, the guy who was the prince in this was Ben on Buffy. Ben is glory, glory is Ben.
1: Yes. Spoilers.
0: Spoilers for Buffy. Uh, was there anyone else, or are we going to our next segment? I think
1: we're going on to our next segment.
0: Time freeze. What specifically dated the episode? Setting your VCR to record something
1: using a handheld landline phone
0: we were we were a little spoiled for choice this episode two two very big two very big things
1: very specific things
0: now uh that'll take us to our last segment telekinesis what moved you this episode uh do you have anything
1: i don't have telekinesis
0: i do i genuinely really like it's it's a small moment and it's kind of understated but the fact that piper believes in page enough to let her go after the enchantress by herself mm. i feel like it is it is the result of the two have had a very rocky relationship up to this point and it shows sort of a level of trust in page that piper really hasn't had at any point prior and I just, I love this very small piece of character development. I really wish they kind of did more with Phoebe and Paige's relationship. Because even in the body swap episode, we don't get the same kind of tension between uh, Phoebe and Paige that we do with Paige and Piper. And I feel like the two of them are forging a stronger connection by getting through this tension together.
1: I mean, there's a brief moment in the body swap episode when... Phoebe in Paige's body kind of realizes what a party girl Paige is and it's like oh she's like me when i was younger and phoebe has been you know the baby the irresponsible one and it would be interesting for her to kind of have to deal like they they touch on it but i would really love to see her dealing with the now youngest sister yeah and and even like I'm sorry i just i can see I can see a plot line where Phoebe wants to get Paige to act more responsibly and then has to confront the fact that Paige just is more responsible than Phoebe was at that age. Like, Phoebe makes assumptions about that, but Paige is more responsible because unlike Phoebe, she kind of had to go out. She had to go out on her own. Phoebe got to run away.
0: Yeah. One of the things I do really like, and there's a lot, it is that there are a lot of parallels between Paige's character arc that happened before she was introduced to the show and Phoebe's character arc before the show started. But the fact is that Phoebe got kind of shepherded back in. Like she had a whole support system that sort of helped her do the whole reformed rake thing but with sisters instead of love interest. Mm-hmm. like she had she had a similar journey to Paige but Paige had to do it all by herself and the fact that we come to Paige after she's completed this journey
2: mm-hmm.
0: also the fact that Paige being an only child allows her to have the same kind of position in the family that Phoebe had as the baby right
1: and yes
0: there's a lot of really good character work there that just doesn't really get addressed but i
1: uh, I'm, I'm really excited to to in the very near future talk to you about rose mcgowan's memoir because there are so many parallels with rose mcgowan who was never really parented was emancipated from her parents before she could drive like i i'm interested to talk to you about this
0: i believe that you might have one of our secret powers i was
1: going to say i was going to say that i almost had a telekinesis something that moved me but i realized It moved me in a different direction, and it was really more of a levitation.
0: Ooh, what made you go, fuck yeah, and rise up into the air?
1: Uh, Rose McGowan's appearance as the evil enchantress. That entrance. Fuck yeah! (sighs) And then also, of course, I do have a time explosion, a molecular... Molecular
0: combustion.
1: And that's just, as we talked at length, about how...
0: None of the past life stuff makes any sense.
1: It not just doesn't make any sense, but doesn't make sense with what has gone before. It's not just that it's internally inconsistent in this one episode. It's that it's inconsistent with what we saw in the nineteen twenties episode with evil Phoebe, but what are you gonna do, it's charmed?
0: Alright, so I believe that'll about do it.
1: Yeah, I think that will. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Cruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan.
0: If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show.
1: We can also be contacted at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail, or at ilovetvzines at twitter.com.
0: So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hallwell Manor.